Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. So, you said the Sixers aren't playing games. That is true. They have some time. Their summer league team, though, is playing some games. They uh, they've now played three games out in Utah. Uh, the third one last night was... Embarrassing. They did make a run at the end, but they they got absolutely waxed for most of that game. Uh, let's just start with kind of what are your big picture takeaways? Obviously, I think there's three main people to discuss from this, but um, just what 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 have what has stood out to you in the three games? I would say I'm very concerned about Jaden Springer. Yeah, I, I think he has definitely shown that the stuff he was already pretty good at has gotten better as he's gotten a little bit older. He's stronger from being in NBA weight rooms and, and, you know, having some experience and just some age under his belt. He's still pretty young. He's only going to turn 21 this year, which is crazy to think about. Or he actually turns 21 like next week, I think. So he's super, super young for a guy who's entering his third season of his NBA career. I think the problem I have with him, one, I don't trust his shot still. Two, I don't think he can actually dribble. And <laughs> two major problems. Those are two big problems for a guard. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing there were, when he was coming out as a prospect, I hadn't watched him a ton. And a lot of the scouts and draft writer type people that I trust noted that he was a really prominent. Uh, two-footed leaper and that's the sort of thing that I look at and I sit on like in your head you think well that's not a huge deal right like it's, right. it doesn't make a, a big difference you wouldn't think and then you watch him play and there are so many possessions where Jaden looks like he has a step on somebody or he's able to beat his first guy and because he can't explode off of one foot and just go up for a layup or a dunk attempt he actually slows down and either allows his man to catch up to him or the shot blocker from the weak side rotates. And all of a sudden, whatever advantage he had created is gone. And so a lot mm -hmm. of those layups at the rim are getting blocked, are getting altered in some way by the rotating shot blocker. And so if he's not able to get to the free throw line, which he's done a very good job at at Summer League, guys have had a hard time trying to stop him from just kind of barreling through them, which I think is a big positive. His pads, other than that, to score have been fairly limited. 
And the bigger thing for the pro team is that he hasn't shot well. If he doesn't make threes, I just don't see how he stays on the floor. No team is going to worry about him as a shooter. They'll just sag off of him, and he's going to play bigger, stronger, faster guys at the NBA level compared to Summer League and the G League. And so I just don't know how he produces on offense consistently enough in order to you know, get anything out of the defensive side of the ball. Where I do think, look, he's shown flashes there. He's been good there. I do think that if you look at just how he's reading the game, he's been a step ahead on a lot of things, and he's a good man defender, and we can sing his praises there. But I think a guy in his third year as a player in summer league needs to be like a wow type guy. Yeah. This needs to be absolutely blowing away the competition. Actually, better example of that, Jalen Williams, who plays for the Thunder, did not play. They have two Jalen Williams, by the way, but the Jalen mm-hmm. Williams from Santa Clara, who they drafted last year, made first team all rookie. He doesn't even need to be playing in summer league and played the first two games for them just to get reps, which is, look, I credit him for that. Yeah. He came out in that first summer league game for Oklahoma City and looked like fucking Kawhi Leonard in summer <laughs> league. And I think Jalen Williams is a very good young player. He is not Kawhi Leonard. So right. that's the sort of thing. A guy has a good rookie year and is on an upward trend. They come in and just destroy people. Like Maxi, another great example. He came in and played summer league. And it was very clear after he had some NBA experience under his belt that he was just so much better. Yeah. than every guy on that floor. And they pulled him out of summer league because he dominated the competition so badly. And it was more meaningful to see other guys get reps and opportunities. So that to me is the big thing right now. I just don't think Springer has been good enough or has been good to the level that I'm thinking about him as a future rotation guy. And I think that's a pretty big disappointment. So far. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how much I can add to that. I think you broke it down pretty correctly. Like it's just concerning to see him not looky like even the best player on the Sixers, let alone the best player on the floor. What I keep seeing when I see him, and maybe this isn't a great equivalency, but he reminds me of a little bit of an extremely poor Marcus Smart in the way that I can see the way he contributes of like being annoying on defense, like, you know, like things like that, but he can't shoot. And so flat out, he's like, he's not a good offensive player. He can't shoot. Uh, and you're right. He should be dominating. His body type to me just doesn't scream NBA player. I think he's always going to have physical limitations. And because of that, he'll have to be so perfect in every other other area just to be a somewhat contributing player. Uh, and it's a shame because they've spent a lot of time like investing in this guy, but it just doesn't look like it's going to pan out for him. Now, one person that I think it very clearly is going to pan out for, and I think, you know, to me, looks like they really have something is uh, Turkavion Smith. Like the shot looks good to me. I love my favorite thing about him. He takes like 10 threes a game. Like he is not afraid to shoot. He is a hot. Uh, oh, he is not afraid in yeah. any way. <laughs> no, he is very, very happy to shoot, which I like, like in this spot, I like, but what's really stood out to me about him is he's a way better passer than I thought. Like when I watch his initial highlights, um, when they drafted him, I was like, all right, this guy is just basically like a bucket. Like that's what he does. He's had, four or five nice passes in these three games where I'm surprised that, that he, that he made that pass. So uh, look, I don't think he's going to come to the Sixers and average 12 points or eight points or anything like that, 
But I think that if he's a solid passer, they talked last night on the broadcast about how Nick Nurse wants to see him run the offense. Like he can definitely shoot. So if they they do end up looking for a backup point guard and extremely spot minutes early on, and they want to give him some time, like he's at least somebody that you can put on the court. He'll be willing to shoot. He's a good shooter. And if he can run the offense or at least be a decent passer, I see a path to him getting, you know, maybe some minutes early on. Well, so I want to just quick segue back to Springer connected to that. I think in fairness to him, part of my problem with him is that he just hasn't been as involved as I would like to see when he's on the floor. But I think a part of that is rather than letting Springer run the show and handle the ball a lot, as you said, I think Nick Nurse is tasking Turk with saying, we need you to show growth as a a playmaker, a passer and all that. And so that naturally is going to push Springer and guys like Ricky Council off to the side where they might get more on-ball reps otherwise. So we'll see if that dynamic changes at all as they get deeper into Las Vegas Summer League. I would agree with you. I'm, I'm mildly excited by Smith. Look, this is the type of player that I think always looks better relative to competition at Summer League where – hey, it's a guy who can create his own shot and shoot. And there are so many guys who can't do that, that he really stands out. I think the good thing with him is that his catch and shoot numbers are great. And his shooting mechanics generally are just effortless and super quick. Even his misses look good. Like it just looks like a good shot. That's what I mean. It's sort of the Isaiah Joe thing when he was here too, right? Where that's kind of why people believed in him. When the shot is that pretty and it gets up that quickly, people just are going to expect you to make shots even when you're not making shots. And Turk kind of had that problem in college where at NC State, his numbers are not overwhelming. And some of that, as we've seen in Summer League, is down to the shot selection, right? Mm -hmm. There are times when he's just pulling up from 30 feet because he's confident and made one shot and then expects four more to go down in a row. And I do think the Sixers need some guys who skew a little more in that direction compared to, you know, the problem with Tobias Harris as a role player for them is that He's a good shooter on paper, but doesn't always carry himself like that and doesn't have the quickest release as a you know, guy in the corner off of Joel Embiid in the post. I think if Terquavion Smith is on the court and he has an open shot on a kick out, that ball is going up about as quickly as you could imagine. I also agree with you that the passing has been a pleasant surprise, although I would caution against putting too much hope in that just because so much of it has come on jump passes, which people will tell you in the NBA, it is dangerous to make a living as a consistent jump passer. So we'll see. Like, I think all in all, I've been pleasantly surprised by him for a guy that's on a two-way contract that we don't even necessarily know is going to get minutes. I think he's going to generate some even more buzz in Vegas, especially if, Maybe Springer sits at some point and more and more minutes and opportunities open up for the new guy. So we'll see, but cautiously optimistic on him. So probably the biggest name other than Jaden Springer, but like the big kind of marquee uh, free agent undrafted rookie that they signed was Ricky Council. Um, the dude can obviously dunk like He's one of the best athletes I've seen. The officials stole a dunk from him last night, by the way. It was a play they said was in the cylinder. 
And it was oh, yeah, just yeah, that, that was he was out the cylinder. he was too athletic. That was the yeah. what happened there. That was clearly out of the cylinder. Yeah, I mean the dude is a, just an absolute freak athlete. He clearly has an NBA body. Like the Sixers don't, didn't really have a player last year on the roster with his type of just body and explosiveness. And they were a slow team last year, especially when Maxi wasn't on the floor. So who knows if Ricky Council will actually play this year? I do think on the offensive end, he's still a bit of a work in progress. Maybe you're right that their emphasis of putting Turk Smith on the ball like impacted him somewhat. He looks like he's decent finishing around the rim. His like trying to create a shot doesn't look great or smooth to me right now. But with Nick Nurse as the head coach, if you think about the type of players he had on the Raptors, like athletic, long guys, I don't know. Maybe there's a role for him as a defender. I He's looked decent as a defender. You can probably speak better to that. But I just think he's such a clear athlete they need that in that way, maybe they will be able to find some type of role for him. Yeah, I think you can see that the half-court offense is going to be a real struggle for him yeah. as yep. he makes the transition. And that that's the whole reason he's available, right? If he had a jump shot, he's probably a fringe first-round, early second-round type guy. But that lack of a jumper and the lack of confidence he has in a jumper kind of has a cascading effect on everything else. And he's really strong. Like set aside that he can jump and dunk and do all that. He is cut for a guy who's, you know, coming out of college. It normally takes guys a few years to have the type of strength that he has coming out of school. So with NBA spacing, in theory, he should be able to make a living as a slasher, a cutter, I think he has not been able to do as much as a cutter at summer league. I would say that'll probably come around just because these guys are all new playing with one another. There've been a few times where I've seen him try to make back cuts into space and somebody else is there at the same time. Yeah. It's just a clear example of these guys just met each other. They've had like two or three practices and now three games together and they still are you know not all on the same page i think ricky council in a situation where he goes through a whole training camp knows his team knows his teammates knows all the plays they're running i think he has an easier time trying to make a living as an off-ball guy and doing the stuff that he can do away from the play but i i think you can see and i think he's a much better finisher than he's shown through the first three games we've seen him but if you can't shoot and teams are able to load up on you at the rim, there's only really so much you can do. You can't just, you know, constantly dribble right through guys or just play bully ball at the NBA level, yeah. even for a guy who is strong and as athletic as he is. So I would say I'm slightly pessimistic on him after watching him a little more extensively than, you know, tracking him in college where I'm only seeing him on the odd game every so often right. and then cramming right before the draft. But yeah, I mean, clearly there's a great base to work with if they can work on that swing skill, but the swing skill is significant for him. Yeah. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. 
Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, and I think, again, especially on a roster like this, this is not a roster that has a lot of those type of guys. So I think that 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 increases his chances of being able to potentially play early on or at least, you know, get called up a few times and maybe get in the game. Um, any other takeaways from Summer League before we uh, before we wrap this up? Anyone else stand out to you? Trevante Smart has been pretty good. I don't I think that he's somebody that they're likely to use any kind of roster spot on, but... And also, this is a guy who's been in the league for a little bit yeah. now. He's had he some screams, opportunities. Yeah, he screams Delaware to me. Like, I think he'll go with Delaware and be really good for them. But he has played well, I agree. Yeah, he could just be what we would call a quad A player in baseball, where yeah. he's too good for this competition level, but not quite good enough to be an NBA guy. But I, I think you can clearly see he he even the shot came back to earth last night against Oklahoma City but he was still able to do some little things. I actually noted in the recap I wrote, which by the way, writing summer league recaps is the most insane thing I do every (laughs) single year. Cause it's just like how many of these guys matter even a little bit. But I will say there was a people appreciate it. There was a play that I saw where I believe they were down 29 points in the first half and Javante smart misses a shot. And it's one of those plays where you're getting blown out in summer league. You could easily just check out and they run the other way and score. And what's the difference between 29 or 31 points? He actually sprinted back. He gets back, helps them get a stop. They get a fast break the other way and Jaden Springer scores. Those type of plays don't mean like literally anything in the grand scheme (laughs) of things for like the game purposes. But if you're the Sixers or even if you're the 29 other teams, a guy who is mentally still in a game like that and competing that hard despite the fact that you're down 29 points in the first half of a game on July 6th, that's the sort of thing you take note of because those are the type of people that I think you want in the program. And so that's that's an example of like it doesn't really matter, but it's something that I was like, Huh, that's a really positive thing to see out of well, them. And I'd like to the credit of the whole team, I will yeah, say yep. they turned that into what a game that was a laugher. And it wasn't exactly the best Oklahoma City team. So a lot of it, it was just like that team they played is not that good. But credit to those guys for digging deep and saying, we don't want to lose in a blowout. And they turned one of the worst first halves in Summer League history into, you know, a very interesting game. Yeah. I agree, and it made me think of the good old days when we did pods talking about how the Sixers made comebacks and why it's a reason to believe. (laughs) And unfortunately, that didn't pan out.